Welcome to TV Sentai, a podcast where we're taking a look back at the Power Rangers and the Japanese series that gave it its inspiration and footage, Super Sentai. I'm John McDonough. And I'm Natalie Bridgman. If you would like to support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash Sentai. Natalie, what are we doing today? We are doing episodes one through four of the second season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Here we are, another yeah. season of Power Rangers. So many changes. It's so different. <laughs> And yet, so very much the same. It really is. I guess we can do a brief little, like, previously on, although there's not (laughs) much you need to know. Uh, There's teenagers with attitude, except for not really, and they are Power Rangers. Tommy is around. That's probably the biggest, like, context you've maybe forgotten, is that he's around, he's being the Green Ranger, but his powers are quote-unquote limited. Right, like, he's constantly being, like, told he's too weak to do things, basically. Yes, but he's there. He's a Green Ranger. We, we do have the full team of six. Yeah. And uh, they've been fighting Rita Repulsa for so long. And let's do a little musical sing and then find out what season two has in store for them, shall we? Yeah, let's go. first episode today the mutiny part one most of our stuff today is this mutiny episode unfortunately spoiler alert (laughs) where we see the introduction of the villainous lord zed so i think we'll just like start there there's a very loose frame of this like four-wheeler atv race right yeah many questions about that but they're never answered no where did they get all of them is the main (laughs) question that i have because there's like a lot there's like 50 so it's many so many does every teenager in angel grove california have a four-wheeler anyway rangers are participating <laughs> bulk and skull are participating blah 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 there's like a random part where kaplan's like if you follow the clues and i'm like what are you talking about and it never yes. comes up again <laughs> but it's not just like a straight shot race really no. doesn't matter because it, rita yeah. repulsa is of course like well i'm gonna attack this but before she can do that crash of thunder and Goldar tells us that Lord Zed has returned. He, I thought, I mentioned this, I think, in the Once and Always episode. I thought he destroyed her castle, replaced her castle. He doesn't. He magically transforms part of it? Right. Like, he just, like, renovates it real quick. Just real quick. Yeah, just inserts his command chamber and his own little balcony overlooking it. And I think part of the reason why I'm confused is because now when we see the establishing shot of the bad thing, it's always this, like, side of the castle with this balcony that he looks out over. And I thought that was a totally different castle because it doesn't look like it would fit in Bandora Palace, but I guess it does. He just, I feel like he just like did like three or four different additions on top of it. I don't know. I don't know. He just does whatever. He's doing his thing. He shows up. Goldar is instantly like, I'm going to Lord Zed. He's Rita's boss. Goldar is like a real thing. Yeah, the whole time. And we get our first shot of Lord Zed, the iconic Lord Zed. Natalie, what do you think about Lord Zed? I have a lot of questions about his origin story automatically that I never did before because what they like kind of zoom up on, he's like this super muscle man, like a skinless muscle man, I think. Like, yes. Attack on Titan, if you're familiar, like that transformation they do. It's like that. But he has like a weird metal face thing and he has tubes that are like fluid is circulating. I don't know. Question. What mark. is that? Yeah, his brain is exposed. Yeah. Which is pretty totally. gross looking. 
he looks really icky. And the first shot we see him, he turns around in his big, scary chair and has, like, this giant snake, which turns into his iconic little Z staff. Lord Zed's origins are never really explored in the series. Spoiler (laughs) alert. We're not going to get answers to these questions. Unsurprisingly, they were tackled in the Boom Studios comic series, but we're not going to talk about that today. For now, all we're told is that Lord Zed is Rita's overlord. Mm-hmm. He he sent her here to conquer Earth, but, like, was that 10,000 years ago? I guess. Like, and he just thought about it. Like, it just came up on an earnings call, and he was like, I gotta check on that, I guess. I guess. Like, like- it's a big <laughs> galaxy or universe or whatever we're dealing with here. Yeah. Um, so he pops back. He's pissed. He's like, why have you not handled this yet? I guess 10,000 years is the time limit goldar is instantly like i like you not rita which like he was so simping for rita so this is like a big change for goldar yeah it's like literally like a snap of fingers he's like i just like lord zed and then also lord zed is like oh yeah i remember you you are a groveling bitch so and i love that (laughs) yeah so it's a really great dynamic (laughs) and then goldar just instantly goes back to doing like everything he did with rita with Zed, except yeah. for this is all, of course, American-produced footage. Right. You can tell that because Zed is a lot more dynamic than we ever saw Rita being because we are always using Splice Together's G-Ranger footage, and also because the set looks like garbage. <laughs> it's just like some dark room with some fog. Yeah, it's it's like dark room, fog, big fan, weird cardboard structures, big opening where they put this still printed out Earth. <laughs> And then, like, something that, like, Squat and Babu are behind and peering through constantly. For unclear reasons. And, like, yeah. every... So often they, like, pop out on the other side and it's like, what did... Why... I don't... I don't know. It I seems like Squat it. and Babu also are, like, we're gonna work with Zed now. Rita does come in and, and try to, like, grovel and kiss the ring and Zed is not interested. Shrinks her down. Mm-hmm. Locks her in a tinier version of the dumpster she was found at the beginning of the season and launches her off never to be seen again slash to be seen again in season three when we get there (laughs) yeah we'll get there yeah and so she's just like floating in space in a tinier version of what she was in before i do want to kind of actually though commend them for kind of the slick camera work that they do with like just not ever showing rita's face but then also not making it feel like you never see her face yeah Um, pretty good don't quite notice and there's like a shot of her like kissing his feet also which like is obstructed enough by his feet that like you also can't really know that that's the shot where you can get like the clearest look of like oh that's not her and then you see her much later on in the viewing globe and it's sort of the same thing where it's like it's it's obstructed enough that you can't quite see her and it it works it does it does its thing pretty well so i i also thought that they covered that Clearly, this is based on the need that, like, we're out of G-Ranger footage. Right. We need a new villain. We got to get right. Rita out of here, though. We never, like, defeated Rita. So um, here we go. <laughs> we'll see what we can work with. And this is kind of what they do. Zed is really boring to me. He yeah. He is just, just like, mean. I am evil. He's just like, I hate everyone here. You all suck at your jobs. Also, let's take over Earth, I guess. I, yeah, whatever. <laughs> he has the same energy as Goldar. And I didn't need another Goldar. Right. It was just sort of like, uh, it makes him very not fun. But back on Earth, <laughs> the Rangers do sort of feel the disturbance, all this lightning, all this thunder. They hear it. Jason especially first is like, oh, what's going on? Uh, and sure enough, Zordon calls them away from their big race to tell them that 
Zed is here. It's the thing Zordon feared the most, apparently, which I'm almost positive he said before about something else. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> Always, every episode almost. <laughs> but the big danger of Zed, we're told at first, is that, first of all, he they instantly drop the, like, I'm not sure your swords are going to be strong enough, but also he has stronger putties, his special Z putties. Yeah. Who we, we see Zed create. Once again, I have to emphasize they look really bad. It's not good. It's like, what if the putty suits fit worse and they had a giant Z on their chest? That's yeah. the Z putties. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway. It's not good. Like, no. it's just really... I had forgotten. I remembered Zed having, like, a lot of gravitas and being kind of scary and being kind of a lot. And then watching this, I was like, this all looks like poop. And, like, <laughs> in Die Ranger, I felt like we'd taken a little step back visually from... G-Ranger and from like yeah. Pandora's stuff looked really good and, and like the underground sanctuary I thought looked better than the underground like dojo that we're in in Die Ranger. Right. But then I saw this and I was like I mean it looks pristine compared to this. It's just it, it's so shoddy and the, the big thing that really makes me crazy is like nothing fits anyone. No tailoring. No. The Ranger stuff performers outfits don't fit. The Putty's outfits don't fit. It's just like ugh. Like, so to your point about the stunt performers, though, like, I'm not even fully sold on the everyone is a stunt performer. I'm like, do they have actors in suits for, like, a lot of this? The only reason I think stunt performers is because we start seeing a lot of the rangers in their suits in the command center in this episode. We'll yeah. We'll just a second. And, and, like, there the suits fit. Yeah. I mean, the Green Ranger one still looks, like, Trash. horrible. Yeah. Because the bad dragon shield. But, like, yeah. the suits at least fit. So, like, I had always thought it was just them. And maybe it is. And maybe they just have multiple suits and, like, I don't know. But it it just doesn't, like, ugh, it doesn't look good. It looks no. really shoddy. It looks like probably no better than the Power Ranger who came to your sixth birthday party. Yeah, definitely not. Maybe the Power Ranger who came to your birthday party might have looked better in it. Yeah, they made a bodysuit that fit them. Yeah. It's bad. Anyway, uh, the Rangers are sent out to fight... <laughs> some of these putties because we're jumping around a little bit just because we covered all the Zed stuff so like the meat of this episode is this fight with the putties Bulk and Skull end up getting lost they crash there they hear the thunder they crash their four wheelers it's like leaking oil they're not going to be able to get anywhere and Lord Zed sends some Z putties to attack them so the rangers come in to help we're told the Z putties are very strong when they fight the Z putties they seem to be struggling and then Jason discovers the foundational feature of the Z putties which is that to kill them, you hit them in the big Z, and then they just crumple into pieces. Yeah, that's it. When I was a kid, I loved this, really? and I don't know why. Like, I there's something about it that as a kid feels so, like, specific. I don't know. It feels so, like, playing Ocarina of Time, and I gotta shoot Queen Goma in the uh. big red eye. Like, like, there's something very satisfying at that. And watching this time, like, these are the strong ones? <laughs> <laughs> they have, like, a very clear, marked, weak spot, and they're the strong ones. Yeah, like... And it's also, they, they, they say, like, I bet Zed wasn't counting on us finding that weakness so soon. It's like, what? It's, it's a big the Z! the middle of their chest. It's like when you walk up to one of those, like, mannequin punching dummies that you see yeah. in boxing gyms. Like, that's the first place you hit it. <laughs> but it does lend itself to me, like, then tracking every single time they hit the Z in the fight before the thing falls apart. Which is a lot, because it's in the middle <laughs> of the chest. <laughs> It's a real problem. It is. I The idea that these bodies are stronger because 
you cannot defeat them except by hitting them the weak point. Yeah. Interesting. The problem is that weak point is the big, big place your eye goes right in the center of their chest. It's weird, too, because it's like that piece is like a piece of armor. So, yeah. What, like, what was the point? I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. No. They, they fight them, though. Like, it is fun. Some of the, like, weird things they do to hit the things in the Z. Like, there are some flips. There's some stuff. This fight, like, uh, spoiler alert. We don't get a lot of good fights in this episode. <laughs> um, it's throughout the mutiny. This one's probably the best of them. Yeah. Take that however you'd like to. Uh, the oh, mutiny boy. is not good. That's We haven't said it yet. I'm just going to say it right now. These are not good episodes. No. These three. <laughs> It's everything that gets really frustrating with Power Rangers is happening here on like a magna level. Like it's awful. Uh, but we are launched into what is going to be a season long storyline, which is Bulk and Skull are so grateful to the Rangers and they've gotten so close to them. And Bulk realizes that like, oh, these are people and I'm going to figure out who they are. So Bulk and Skull will spend most of the season trying to find out the identities of the Power Rangers. A lot of their schemes are going to be based around that. I sort of like giving them a focus. They do this in a few yeah. different ways for the rest of their time on the show. But yeah, Bulk and Skull are going to try to figure out who the Rangers are. That makes Get sense. Into that. I love that for them, actually. I love for them to have like a goal, a quest, something they can work towards, whatever. I like that better than like random high school bullshit. Although they'll probably still do that. I'm sure they'll still do that, but hopefully this will help with, like, the wild shifts of episodes from where it's, like, these are the meanest, like, (laughs) assholes to, like, they're Bulk and Skull, they're fine. Um, Hopefully we'll get a little more consistent. It doesn't happen in Mutiny Part 2 and Part 3, I'll tell you that much. But um, they, they, I'm glad to be putting them on this goal. And I like that it's not coming from, like, I hate the Power Rangers, so I'm going to expose them. It's almost coming from, like, I love them. I think they're so cool, and I want to know who they are. Well, it's kind of like what happens with a stalker. Yeah, Bulk and Skull are Power Rangers stalkers. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> Zed's going to make his new monster now. It's called the Piranha's Head. It's a piranha. He makes it out of a piranha, which I don't know if this is going to be a Zed thing. I didn't remember this, but like both of the monsters we see across these four episodes, one of the problems with these episodes, four episodes, two monsters, <laughs> are like made from other material. So like in yeah. this case, Zed zaps a piranha in the ocean and out comes Piranha's Head. Pronto's head is almost certainly a Zutu monster. I'm like not a hundred percent sure, but I'm like ninety nine point nine percent sure that this is a Zutu monster. Yeah, it may. I think so because I I, re- I remembered about that actually while I was taking notes. I was like, this does not make any sense. Like, where did this even come? From? And I was like, oh yeah, they had footage filmed. I forgot about that. Right, and like the Die Ranger monsters we've seen so far are like weird in a way yeah. that we're kind of into yeah and these are animals both this and the monster we're gonna see in episode four so like i don't think i think these are jutu and i think there's a couple moments where you can really really tell i am sure the episode four monster is jutu but we'll get there in a yeah second. but for now we have the piranha said tommy has to stay behind we're in the command center we're told tommy has to stay behind we're going back and we actually get the first shot of something we're gonna see like a lot which is the rangers in the command center without their helmets on Yes. And constantly saying, like, we need to morph and get down there. Anyway, they are. They are morphed. They're in the suits. Whatever. I'm glad they decided to do this. It does make me wonder, like, why didn't you do it before? Like, because we've seen shots of the rangers in the command center doing stuff. I wonder if it's, like, an issue of, like, they didn't really think that the, the, like, the characters mattered. They just thought it was an action show, you know? 
Maybe, yeah. They're all a lot more comfortable acting in this context. Yeah. Um, all the the people and some of our better actors are able to be good actors in this context. So like, it's it's nice to see. It's weird when like the helmets are lined up. It is weird when they describe morphing when they're like wearing the suits. It's like, do you mean put your helmet on? <laughs> I don't know if there's like a process to that. We don't have like a it's morphing time. We do have. Another line that they say once here and then becomes something they say all the time, which is Mm -hmm. back into action, which I kind of hate because it sounds stupid, but it is a nice, like, (laughs) cue that, like, oh, we're going back into footage. (laughs) Yeah, like, we're done with this. We're doing set recorded stuff now. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, I wonder if, because what we have to realize with these new episodes, like, this beginning of this season, it's like the hype has been fully realized and understood for Power Mm -hmm. Rangers. And so it's like they kind of are realizing... Oh, kids are really identifying with these faces, with these actors. The other thing that's coming to mind, and I wonder the order of operations here, I wish I'd looked it up, is like, there are those iconic Power Rangers toys where they are Mm -hmm. in the suits with their heads, and then you like flick a thing and it like switches the head to the morphed head. They're so cool. They're so fun. And I wonder if those are released during season one, and then they're like, we should have people in the suits with just their heads exposed (laughs) because of those toys. Yeah, well, I mean, they had to have been released either in season one or like pretty soon into season two because I have the Yellow Ranger and it's definitely Trini. So, oh, right, good point. Yeah, they definitely have a Trini one, or and they had a like Zach and a Jason for sure. Yeah, that's a great point. I hadn't thought about that as a way to determine. So, like, either those toys already existed or they knew they were making those toys. And I wonder if that's part of why they were like, we should start doing shots like this. Yeah, probably. That's probably part of it. Yeah. Anyway, the episode ends with Parata's head, who, like, they go in. Parata's head is, I think, giant, but very quickly gets shrunk back down. You can't track it. Don't try to track it. This monster is dumb. They call in the Zords, and Parata's head instantly freezes all of the Zords except for the Tyrannosaurus. What's going to happen next? To be continued. That's episode one. It's a fine start, I guess. Like, Zed, the Zed transition stuff is at least a little exciting, and Z-Putty's change up the flow of fight even if they're kind of dumb but like it is unfortunately downhill for here for the rest of the mutiny (laughs) absolutely (laughs) because then we go into the episode two where we get into weird zord logic and well we know how i feel about zords as it is i generally feel like that's where the episode goes to die but (laughs) so we just have a lot of that basically with their zords frozen they don't know what's going to happen. They just have the Tyrannosaurus Zord. Quickly, that gets turned against them. And so now they have this Tyrannosaurus Zord attacking them as rangers. And they're like, oh my god, I don't know what to do. Tommy brings in the Dragon Zord to fight it. He is instantly ready to come right back in. The time he yeah. needed to stay behind was the length of one very quick to be continued. Yeah, they do like this very quick sequence where they're like beaming lightning into his morpher or something. And they're like, yeah, okay, this is like one of the last times we're going to do this, Tommy. <laughs> and then they send him out into the, the world and he gets out the dragon sword and, and then the dragon sword is fighting the Tyrannosaurus sword. And, and then the um, monster turns both of them evil. And so now they have these two swords that are attacking the city and the rangers and they have no swords to fight with them. Oh, no. (laughs) So then they get called back into the command center to, like, talk about it. While this is happening, Zordon does say this phrase to Alpha saying, start phase two. It's the Avengers. He's withholding information again. He's the worst. Zordon's gonna Zordon. I do like seeing the Tyrannosaurus and Dragonsword, like, face off 
with like a slightly different energy. I didn't think it was going to last this long. So I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. We're, we've seen this fight a million times, but hey, yeah. this time the Tyrannosaurus is the evil one. That's kind of fun. But no, yeah. it's like almost instantly we're out of that. And then they just, when they are attacking the rangers, it's just like a lot of flicking their tails in circles yeah. and the rangers getting hit by question mark. They don't seem to do any actual destruction. And and like the other thing is like, it takes like six minutes or something like that for everything we've just described to happen. Yeah. It is the most drawn out, oh my God, of an episode. It's very fraught. Like, they're just like, oh my God, what are we going to do so long for so many times over and over? And like, nothing is really happening. And so then once they're in the command center, Zordon explains, like, there are other Zords you can use. Not Tommy, though. Not him. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> We hate that guy. There are other swords you can use. And they're like, yay, other swords. And then right when he says that, he is also like, but also you can't use the new swords until you reclaim the old swords for reasons. For reasons, which I guess the eventual reason we are going to find out, which this does not make sense, but this like, and because when this episode started, I was like, am I misremembering something? I mm-hmm. wasn't. When they summon the new swords, they transform from the old swords. Yeah. Which is interesting. But that's not how it's described here. <laughs> no. It's literally like we have to do like some sort of transfer from your old... Zo- it's like when you get a new phone and you want to like transfer your data, your Apple ID to your new phone or something. Like it's so stupid. Yeah. We got to get the SIM cards out. <laughs> yeah. Basically. And... Yeah, it's very, like, basically the thread of logic is here are new, more powerful Zords, but you can only use them after you free the old Zords that you can't really free without the new Zords. Like, that, that's the problem Zordon is spinning. This is where I wrote in my notes, this episode sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alpha does, like, take them outside, too, and, like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know what he does. He just, like, <laughs> shows them the Zords. Which... I thought we're supposed to be there, but no, I guess they're just, like, image projections in the sky? Yeah. And everyone's face, it's like, they're so amazed. It's like, they're really doing a good job. That, I want to commend everyone in that cast for actually looking really stoked about this weird overlaid image. Like, good job. It's so stupid. Because it's just like, why are we doing this? Billy is getting a unicorn. That was exciting. I love that. It's so bad. I hate Sword On. I hate this episode. It's like one of the like one of the worst episodes of Power Rangers I've ever watched. I would maybe like, and this is surely recency bias, and I thought back through when I decided I was gonna make this statement on this podcast. I think it is the worst episode of Power Rangers we've watched so far. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Because it's, it's bad. so boring. Right. So and then from there. <laughs> From this, like, introduction of new Zords and then having to get the SIM cards or whatever, then the team kind of divides into Billy and Trini, of course, going to Billy's lab because Billy's immediately like, I have a machine in my lab or I have the stuff in my lab to fix this problem, which doesn't, again, ever make any sense because why would Billy's lab have this kind of stuff? Like, why? Whatever. So they go to the lab. They're working on a device. What kind of device? I don't know. The other four are just kind of being told like they shouldn't morph they shouldn't get back down there but they're like oh they're terrorizing the city we have to and eventually they just decide like they can't take it anymore they have to go down there and like do something it's such a good encapsulation of like every scene in this episode where it is like sword on we have to help no we can't help some other scene happens we go back sword on we're gonna go help okay like yeah there's so many like 
nothing burger of a scene. There's a moment earlier where they're like, Tommy, play the dragon flute and distract the dragon sword and then we'll try to jump into the cockpit of the Tyrannosaurus. And it's yeah. like two minutes of them trying to do that goes absolutely nowhere. It's just, I cannot stress enough how much this episode is just like getting in its own way. The wheels are spinning. Yeah. And that's like what is supposed to pass for like problems and stakes. And it's just like, no, this is all stupid. So then eventually this this culminates into like a confrontation where Billy and Trini bring the device to where the other rangers are. Oh, that doesn't even happen until episode three. Oh, right. I'm just, just like... They go find the monster. <laughs> episode two is just like this back and forth forever. <laughs> We've like summarized the episode. There's this little thing with Bulk and Skull where they steal the rangers four-wheelers. Oh, yeah. Behind when they teleported. And then the piranha can take over those two. So they're like stuck on those and they're roaming all around. Spinning it doesn't around. matter, but and that's, that's happening. Yeah. They, they have to fight some putties at one point because they're like looking for the monster. And then Zed is like... I'm going to lure them out, attack them with putties, and then they won't be ready to be attacked by their zords. It's like, just attack them with the zords. Dude. Yeah, it's like, a huge but that's robot. Just do it. Whatever. Yeah, no, that's the episode. This, like, back and forth of, like, no, we shouldn't. Yes, we should do this before that, even though it's impossible. Anyway, The episode ends <laughs> in the exact same place that we arrived 10 minutes in that we could have arrived two minutes in, which yeah. is the zords are under control of Lord Zed. Billy needs to build this signal blocker. But in the meantime... Parantis head is doing bad things with the Zords. I have summarized the mutiny part two. <laughs> yes, and you could skip it and nothing bad would happen to you. But the nope. thing is, it would have maybe made more sense if they would have shown like people. Well, I guess they do kind of show those four, like the four wheeler race being affected. But like in episode three. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. See, they like they just blended together. It's it's useless. Episode two is pointless. Strike it from the record. This is a three parter three episodes of power rangers it should have been two and honestly it probably could have been one absolutely absolutely so that's our first two episodes today on that lovely exciting note let's take a little break and then we'll come back let's take a deep breath before we talk about another bad episode but not as bad as this one (laughs) yeah not as we're it's up from here a little a little bit episode four is good just hang with us yeah episode three so we've actually told you a lot because like i cannot stress enough how much these episodes like god episode two doesn't matter no but we're still in the same place we one thing though we should highlight we do now that we have seen the thunder swords we are shown our new season two opening credits so cool clap 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 clap, clap. they're fun yeah. they, they, they have these great shots of all the rangers like turning around and smiling at the camera unmorphed which i'm like a fan of Tommy's hair looks so good. It, it made me excited. We have to get yeah. through this episode first. The the Zords like stop attacking, then they're headed for people, and they attack the four wheelers. I'm like, who really fucking cares? Like, I'm not gonna go through all the dumb beats of the attack, not attack, attack. Yeah. Blah. Point is, Billy finishes the device. <laughs> he shows up with this device, and I'm like, thank God, we're finally about to be done with this storyline. And then it doesn't work. <laughs> and this is just another very stupid up and back where yep. we're just spinning wheels and wasting time because Billy's device doesn't work. This is YouTube footage, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because the suits fit. And um, it just like, it has that energy and this feels like the thing they gave them is that they come, they have the device for some reason, they're like, you figure that out. It's not really working. 
they're like, let's distract the monster with the power blaster. So we like bring that out real quick and shoot a Perantis head, which doesn't kill it. Right. It's fine. It's kind of like annoying. And then Billy realizes he put the batteries in upside down. And so there's a shot of him like switching out these giant comical batteries, which are very Sentai to me, which is also why I think this is a yeah. Shoe 2 footage and not something they created. But the signal blocker does finally work and we get the Zords back. But it's like, even that takes 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the episode is mm-hmm. them just like figuring out this weird signal blocker thing. So now you're like, okay, they're going to jump in the Zords. They're going to get those new Zords we saw, right? Wrong. No. Zed no. opens a big hole in the earth and they use the footage from the Barai episodes of Ranger, yeah, where the swords sink into the earth and explode. And everyone's like upset about that because apparently we really did need these swords to get the new swords. Like we really needed them. It wasn't just about like deactivating your account on the old sword. Like you needed the new, like the old sword. We're screwed. We're going to have no swords. There's so yeah. many moments in these three episodes where we're like, well, I guess that's the end of the Power Rangers. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, I don't feel these stakes. Especially because like, Right as that's happening, we go back to the command center and Zordon's like, quickly, teleport them away. And Alpha's like, on it, dude. And it's a non-problem. It's just more wasted time. Right. That's like the biggest problem with this whole section is like so much of the drama of it is just wasting time. It should have been a Mm two-parter. It maybe should have been a (laughs) one-parter. Yeah. So after this yet another up and back, they're told the swords are fine. The new swords are ready. Tommy, you gotta stay behind. You're too weak. And that's just the way it's gonna be for a while. Let's go get them. So we get our extended summoning sequence of the Thunder Swords. These are, of course, the Die Ranger Swords. Which we haven't seen yet. Yes. Except for the Dragon, who we've seen. The other ones we haven't seen. I do like these swords with one thing that I don't like about them, which is that the blue and yellow are, like, the same. Yeah, yeah. I think that's boring. Yeah, I don't think their designs are as, like, iconic-seeming to me. Like, and I mean that literally. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a good... It's a good point. The, the lion looks very cool to me. He's mm-hmm. also obviously green because we, there's a green <laughs> Die Ranger, not a black one. And like the dragon itself, I think is kind of cool. Yeah. I do weirdly love the shots of them like anamorphing into the new swords from the mm-hmm. old swords. Of all the things that looks pretty bad, they look pretty good. For like 90s TV. Effect. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing a lot. Like the editing team on this show is it's doing a lot just want to say that they were like we're gonna spend time with these with these shots we're gonna see them a lot so let's make them look good yeah but we very quickly form the mega thunder sword again we haven't seen this the mega thunder sword has a katana (laughs) no explanation very like obviously east asian inspired which makes sense for die ranger and makes no sense here why is it the thunder megazord i don't know but here it is i like this megazord a lot better than i like any of the individual pieces I agree. Well, and, and that's what's kind of interesting because the red, like the dragon sword can turn into that like kind of mini megazord itself. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like that's fine. Like that's enough design wise for a megazord. And then they have all these other swords that just turn it into then another megazord. And it, like that also looks good. But the pieces that make it. Ugh. Yeah. It's sort of like putting on his special armor, which I yeah. like. 
and the helmet's cool and the sword's cool and the cockpit is in this big there's this big like green gem on the <laughs> on the front and i remember like loving this cockpit because it's Why? so obviously like inside and then this was like zord's thing where i was like that was so scary right no this cockpit looks like trash <laughs> it looks like do you remember like like nickelodeon slime like it looks like that kind of motif <laughs> Yeah, it's green. It's an ugly green. It's, like, very cheaply produced. It's always shot from this slightly low angle, because I'm pretty sure there's just, like, nothing back there. Yeah. Behind them. No, it's a veneer. It's, like, a very thin veneer. But here it is. It's the Mega Thunder Zord, which I think will later be the Thunder Mega Zord, if I have my druthers. And there's a little fight between the Thunder Zord, and this is why I think it's, but I can't be sure that it's YouTube footage, is they cover it up pretty well. But I am pretty sure that there's a shot of the Parantis head throwing a fish thing at the original Megazord. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. I could have been writing a note down. Yeah. It's very smoky, and they do the same thing in the next episode, mm. where they use this sort of smoke and explosion, so you can't see it really well. And, of course, the colors are kind of similar. But, like, I could sort of see the chest plate of the original of Daishujin in there. So I'm pretty sure, for all of those reasons, that that's what we're looking at. But, like, here, it's cut together pretty well. It's not super noticeable. It does feel like these two things are fighting and they do their big thunder sword finisher with the katana with the turnaround and like clean the blade and put it in its sheath katana thing that always looks so cool and looks cool here and works. And that's the Thunder Megazord. That's what we've been building to for these three episodes. Was it worth it? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) That's correct. (laughs) Yeah. At one point, there's a line where they're like kind of getting beat up in the Megazord and Jason goes, break out our servos, which I'm like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Lord said, during this whole sequence, we like cut to him a lot and he's Mm -hmm. just like so boring and so not worth mentioning, which is why we haven't. But I have to like throw some shade on a couple things. Okay. (laughs) One is he constantly has these putties like standing there that are supposed to look menacing and they look horrible. It's like, put them away, send them home. Like, yeah. (laughs) Some of them, like, and I don't know if this is just, like, an extra thing or whatever, but, like, some of them literally look like they're not even looking at him when he's talking. Yeah, it's very weird. Squat and Babu are constantly teleporting from being in the room with Lord Zed to watching from behind this wall. Unclear why. Why? Scorpina has fully disappeared. She is in a shot in the first episode where she is like, oh, Lord Zed. She never made it. To the, to the throne room, to the <laughs> She's wandering the palace. I don't know. She's not here. Like, and she... I don't think this is ever accounted for. We will never no. see her again no. in Power Rangers. Again, the Boom Studios comics have done some stuff with this, but like, no one even seems concerned. Do you think they were exes? Goldar was like so ready to get away from her. No, no, no. That like her and Lord Zed were exes. She's like, I gotta get out of here. Oh, yeah. And she's like, yeah. I gotta bounce. I don't know. That's an interesting yeah. theory. I, I think she was just like, oh yeah, let's all go to Lord of Zed and like ran and was like, I'm not dealing with <laughs> this guy. He's not. so boring. Um, I don't want to work for a man. And she yeah. just is off in the galaxy having a good time until the Z-Wave probably kills her. <laughs> Finister, yeah. however, we do randomly check in on, is fine. He's just in his workshop being like, here I am. Well, and he's also like kind of throwing shade. Like your monsters would be better if like I had made them. Yeah. I, I don't know that that yeah. makes sense since his monsters were repeatedly defeated by the regular Megazord. But like, here's Finster. I, I don't, don't know, know how much we're going to check in with Finster. I think maybe when Rita comes back, he comes back in a bigger way. But like, he's fine. If you're worried about Finster, don't be. He's just in his, he's going to hang out in his workshop until we need him again. Yeah. The Rangers check in on, oh, and one more thing that does happen in this episode that I thought was going to be a bigger deal that isn't. 
I think, <laughs> question mark, Okay. is that after they regain control of the Dragon Sword, Tommy very specifically sends the Dragon Sword away to avoid getting controlled. And there's this implication that, like, Tommy's not going to be able to calm the Dragon Sword that much anymore. Right. Is this true? I don't know. Because I suspect as we continue to work through the rest of the Jutu monsters, it is not true. Yeah. Spoiler for next episode, we're going to see the Dragon Sword. Well, like, it's weird because they then allude to the fact that, like, the Dragon Sword and Tommy basically share the same power source. Like, completely. Which, I don't think that's true. But I think they've actually contradicted that before. But whatever. It's not like, like I said, Zord logic is the worst. I hate it. I wish it didn't exist. We don't need to consider it. No. So Tommy loses his green powers in episodes 12 and 13. Hmm. Tommy gets the White Ranger powers in episodes 17 and 18. So we're like, we're here for a while with this. Yeah. Weird, it's not like he's going anywhere. That's about like a third of the way through the season. It's very God. weird. It's going to be so fraught. Anyway, look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean i guess that's part of it it's like that's big build up to white ranger time whatever that is because like white ranger is like the most powerful ranger of all time like crazy we're told powerful. This. except for and... that until he becomes the red zeo ranger maybe question mark i don't know who knows i don't know I, that's not any of my business <laughs> <laughs> we're not there yet and we won't be yeah. for a while but yes it's a good question it just feels like they're really like i thought when i watched this that like oh maybe they get to white ranger much faster than i thought they did right yeah we got a lot of time they're gonna drag it out oh god i'm probably gonna hate all of it it's gonna be too much tommy i just know it's gonna be too much tommy yeah it already kind of is too much tommy but like i like i can't fault them for it it's the issue is like if i had any confidence in their ability to like drag something out in a way that's entertaining i would be all for it but like (laughs) Clearly, we just watched them fail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like they can't do that. They can't. And also, like my big, the big bummer to me is like Kimberly in these episodes is becoming the concern about Tommy machine. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, no, that's my Kimberly. Like, I need her to do other things besides worry about Tommy's powers. And right. they just don't have the footage for Tommy to do that cool stuff. I don't know. It's just, it, I feel like it's going to be too much. They check in on Rita. She's flowing away. There's this, like, brutally upsetting shot of Zordon, like, laughing and singing this little song in his tube that, like, I need them to never show Zordon laughing ever again. I hate it so much. Did you hate that more than you hated um, Alpha's terrible laugh? That's literally just, like, <laughs> there for way too long. Just like, ha, ha, ha. I think I did because like Alpha I feel some affection towards and we know at this point that I'm over Zordon but like I don't the the way the like Zordon tube effect looks when he is smiling and laughing it's just like deeply distressing to me no it's not good for sure Bulk and Skull are fine they help Bulk and Skull it takes them a while but they help Bulk and Skull and then Bulk and Skull are like we saw the Power Rangers and like cool yeah it's or maybe that was an early episode who knows these episodes aren't good they no. do what they need to do. It probably would have been better if they did it in one episode. Natalie, please tell me the next episode's more fun. I think it is. Great. I think it is. And I'll tell you why. Number one, we start out with basketball backflips, which is always fun. I feel like they've done it before, but I love when they do it. Okay? Everyone they're can dunk. basketball. And they're flipping. And they're dunking. And it's so cool. And they're having a great time. Except a woolly monster creeps up behind Kimberly and psych it's zach in a weird monster costume for some reason he's just a practical joker he is so funny why does he do this 
No reason. He's just a practical joker. He's like, I gotcha. And I just, and I thought about that. I was like, that is like a normal fun thing to do for friends, I guess. I guess. I don't know. It depends on your friends. But like, would you do that as a Power Ranger? Would you? Or would you think that you would be attacked immediately? I think, would think that Kimberly would have actually kicked him in the fucking Yes. Jaw. So like, I don't know. But I don't know Zach and Kimberly's dynamic as friends, I guess. I guess. They are called into the command center and he just takes the costume off and just like throws it in some fishes. Yeah, well, it's because he's like gonna go play basketball and then like they're like, oh wait, never mind. And he just says like, so I think he thought he was gonna come back and get it, but he leaves it there on the side on like the curb. He really should be more, um, look after his gorilla suits a little more. Maybe he has a bunch of them. I have no idea what what it's like. Honestly, I wouldn't put it past that. (laughs) He's so silly. And so Zordon's like, guys, you have to come here right away to tell them this very important thing, which is that Zordon is going to be out of office for like four hours. Four hours. He is temporarily deionizing because of the planetary alignment. Yeah. And he's just not going to be around and he's not going to have his powers. And this is going to affect them. Not not at all. Not at all. It. Uh, I don't even know what yeah. you had to tell them, really, because it's not like they get their powers from Zordon. Anything that Zordon can do, Alpha can also do, at least in like a mechanical sense for their job. So I, I don't know. Yeah. But it's very scary. And they're like, OK, Alpha, you have to be in contact with us since Zordon's going to be out of office. Because that's literally just what it is. He's just gone. He's just not there. Yes. And immediately Alpha's like, not going to do that. Good. (laughs) He's just not. So, yeah. So then everybody is like doing their own thing. They're going back to business as usual. Alpha picks up a a distress, basically, signal. Not a distress signal, but like he picks up this kid looking for their mom in the park. It's lost, obviously. And Alpha's like, I better call the rangers. And immediately thinks, actually, no, this isn't that serious. I'll just handle it myself. And the thing about this is, I don't know that Alpha's wrong. Like, they can't be calling (laughs) in the Power Rangers for every little kid that gets lost in the park. Like, yes, I agree. Like, but also knowing Alpha, that's not it. Like, Alpha should have, like, put in a call to, like, 911 or something. I don't know. Couldn't they have had that? But Alpha wants to be a hero. That's part of it. Yeah, blah, blah, that's blah, the whole blah. thing. This episode's called The Wannabe Ranger. The Wannabe Ranger right. is Alpha. Is it, though? It's. I think it's actually... It gets into the... The, the monster, the too. The villain. Yes. The villain and their powers. But yeah, so Alpha's trying to be a wannabe ranger. He goes down. The kid is like, wow, you're a robot. He's like, yeah, I sure am. You know, the best thing to do when you're lost, which is true when you're a kid, the best thing to do when you're lost is to just stay where you are because your parents are probably looking for you. Like, if you can't get back to where you were supposed to be, just stay still. And so he's like, I'll just wait for you. I'll just wait with you and your mom will eventually show up. Except at the same time, Zed is like, I have a great idea for a new monster. And I know since Zordon is gone, I'll be able to really trick the rangers. So I'm going to do this right now. He uses his little staff to zap Zack's monster costume into a baboon looking monster. Mm-hmm. basically a big baboon monster big baboon the primator the prime the primator it's awful which is a gross name i just want to be clear that i no. think this name is gross it's not good it's not good so and then immediately the primator we learn its powers are 
to be able to like take the form of the ranger team. So like Zed is aware also in the same way that Rita is aware or was aware who the rangers are, what they look like, who like where they live, what they sound like, etc. That um, Zordon was leaving. Like Zed knows everything. Yes, like they all know everything all the time. Kill them in their sleep, you dummy. Like what? Like why are they so honorable about that? Like why can't they just do it? I don't get it. So this monster decides to impersonate Billy and meets up with Alpha and this kid. <laughs> it calls him what? a naughty, naughty little boy. Yeah, and he, I, I love when Billy is mean slash when David Yost gets to be mean. Love Me it. It's so fun. It really is so fun. He's having a great time. This kid yeah. also, Dylan is his name. I mm-hmm. weirdly like remember very vividly like when they showed the kid in the park i was like i know exactly what this child looks like and i don't know why it just this was something that imprinted on my mind well i think because that kid is like not that bad as an actor in the sense that he's not like overacting but he's not like underacting the point of being annoying and he just seems Mm -hmm. really much like a lost kid in the park like very relatable yeah and he looks like marcia gay harden I don't know if that's why I would remember him as a kid, but I just thought I would point out right now that this kid looks a lot like Marsha Gay Harden. Yeah, sure. We'll take it. So very quickly, like, Mean Billy is being a jerk face. He goes to basically attack Alpha for reasons. I don't really know why. Not clear to me. He wants Alpha to take him to the command center. Oh, that would make sense. But I was just like, why, why not just go? I feel like he could just go to the command I think center. If you know everything it. else... Yeah. This comes up in later episodes because this is also a thing with the Green Ranger. You can't enter the command center if you're not a ranger or I guess if you're Alpha, obviously. And so I Mm -hmm. think the idea here is like if I grab Alpha, I can go to the command center and mess it up. But I couldn't, like Alpha will be easier to kidnap than a ranger. Fair enough. So obviously Alpha doesn't want that to happen. So he decides to do some like robot crap and he decides to institute his self-destruct protocol which basically just causes him to faint and then i guess he has like a period of time before he actually explodes i don't know like it's like 10 15 minutes seems kind of seems kind of inefficient to me i agree we check in on him when there's 10 minutes left but oh, then right. also a whole monster fight happens so like i don't know <laughs> at first i thought it was gonna be a trick yeah i also thought it was gonna be a trick and i was like oh he's just you know, and then he's going to pop up and be like, let's get out of here or something. I don't know. But no. And then he's just he spends the rest of this episode largely unconscious or deactivated because he's a robot. And Dylan, the small child, is just like clinging to his body. Yeah. And that's that's that that's story. The episode, no. <laughs> so then the primature pivots to try like a new impersonation attempt. This time he goes to the juice bar, community center, whatever it is, and impersonates Zach and runs into Trini and Kimberly and tells them that, hey, Tommy, losing his powers at the end at this faraway portion of the park, he's being attacked by putties. You have to go and save him. And they're like, oh, my God, let's go. And he's like, let me get the others. I'll meet you there. Something like that. And so the girls leave. They leave their shakes that they were having at the juice bar, and there's just this really iconic line where Zach, <laughs> or Primator Zach, takes a drink of one of these shakes and is like, banana shake. Yeah, it is. And that's probably the highlight of the episode, honest to God. It really is. What this plan is, is as equally unclear as anything. Like, some buddies attack the girls and they're fine. But, like, yeah. I guess that was the whole plan. <laughs> 
I yeah, I was wondering because I was like, are you gonna just separate the teams out and then I don't know, like were you gonna impersonate Zach and like take over so that when he go when they all beam up to the command center, he can be like, My communicator's not working. This is like a far better episode than what we get. Instead, they go to the park, they fight the putties, they're like, Where's Tommy? I guess they already left, whatever. They come back to the gym, Tommy is doing like kicks and flips and karate you know, action stuff. And all the other guys are like, wow, you look so cool. And they're like, where were you guys? I thought we were trying to save you, Tommy. And Tommy's like, I'm fine. I'm never better. And then they realize that there's an impersonator in their midst. And that something weird is going on. I was so afraid that they were going to be like, not sure about what the something weird was for a while. (laughs) Because the way that the episodes had been going, I was like, oh, please, God, don't drag this part out. But thankfully, they all just agree that someone is is impersonating them. Yeah, and that it's probably a monster. (laughs) And that it's probably a monster that they're used to, you know, having. And then I believe, shortly after this, they go back to the command center and Zordon is back. (laughs) Zordon's back? No, there was no problem with him being gone. He's back (laughs) just in time to tell them, here's Primator, you should go fight him. (laughs) Which is his role in every episode. Also, I don't know where Alpha is. So like I'm, I wasn't joking when I was saying he's out of office for four hours. Like it's, it's not such even such a nothing burger. It's like he's why I don't get it. So yeah, so then inevitably we get into this like actually kind of fun fight, which involves the whole team kind of like it, he like the primator uh, impersonates different rages at different periods of time. First Trini and Jason is not sure which one he should fight. And then the real Trini is like, obviously I can't fight you because I'm a good person. And then primator is like, well, I can. And yeah, so we get a lot of that kind of impersonating fight, which is like really fun and interesting. And I agree. honestly, a breath of fresh air after the first three episodes that we've gotten. Great so, fight. It's again, yeah. very obviously a you two fight. Like, yes, it's, it's so just clean. clearly made by Toei, but like has all the beats you want. It's all the fun of this like deception, misdirection stuff. They do it really well. I think it's like a great fight. There's even a point when I believe it's, I think Zordon tells them like if the, or they go into the command center after their first fight, they do a second round fight. But in the command center, they realize like if the primator sees its reflection, it becomes, the power becomes unstable. And so then we get in the second round of the fight, this really cool thing where they have a mirror, they show the mirror to the Primator, and he, like, half morphs into another ranger. And so we get this green-red combo ranger for a With second. With a tail. Yeah, so cool. It's really great. I love this mirror part because they're like, oh, we need a mirror. And Kimberly's like, I have one. And then we go into the fight, and Billy has a Triceratops branded mirror so like we must believe that that was kimberly's mirror that kimberly just owns she doesn't anymore it gets broken but owns a triceratops blue power ranger mirror amongst her collection maybe she has one for everyone but today she was carrying the blue one so she was like billy you should hold this i think yeah they probably sell them at claire's you know and she's like oh my god i'm gonna buy one for every day of the week so i always have a mirror with me yeah i don't need a mirror on sundays because i'm home with my home mirror yeah (laughs) It's funny. I like when they're like, oh no, does anyone have a mirror? And Kimberly's like, yeah, of course I have a mirror. I am a teen girl. Of course I have a mirror. 
Yeah, and this, like, fight is really what I remembered. Like, oh, yeah, they filmed all of this footage. Toei filmed all this footage for them. That's why this looks so good. Yeah, I'm scared, nervous, uh, lots of other words, for when we switch to the point where we are, I think, for most of the season, we are watching American-made fight footage with the main monster. Because right now, with both Piranha's head and this monster, although we didn't use anything with Piranha's head, never want to think about yeah. him again no like we still have toby footage to fall back on like we're not gonna have that and i am nervous because watching this it was just like so fun and such a good fight and it's so like oh yeah they're so good at making this stuff well so i also think that that is scary and i am nervous about it but also we have the movie coming up so we'll have something theoretically they're like pitching this movie idea you know like they're trying to secure a movie deal i would imagine so like they have to shape up at some point we have to hope yeah because they definitely start doing that before the others the the three leave yeah so that's my only hope is like that they're like oh shit we have to really clean things up around here because we're trying to sell a movie by the time they run out of jutu monsters maybe they'll have figured something out yeah like maybe they really will be like using fitted suits at the very least my god but in any case, so then they defeat Primator with like a Zord sequence. I'm not gonna dwell on that. It's a Zord It's pretty sequence. boring. The things I want to highlight about the Zord sequence, real quick. Sure. One is that we see Zed makes monsters big by saying down, sending down these giant bombs. He does it in the first episode too. Those are from Die Ranger. So yeah, I, I guess they're just setting those up for when we get to the Die Ranger version of the shot. So it was kind of nice to be like, oh, that's why they did that. But then this fight is also very obviously was a fight with. Dijujin and the Dragon Sword, and they just cut in the Dragon Sword part of the fight, and then Thunder Megazord is just kind of standing there. And mm-hmm. you can see a shot where it blasts both of them, and it's definitely Dijujin, but it's pretty covered in clouds. If you don't pause and stare, you wouldn't notice. And then Thunder Megazord like does the slash, and the monster's like nowhere to be seen. They're they're very separate. It yeah. it makes it a not very exciting Zord sequence. Most of the Zord sequence is summoning. Right, yeah, they spend a long time summoning these swords. That's where we see the Animorph sequence again, and it's cool. But, as I've always stated, I'm not a big sword person, so it's a Zord fight, guys. We've seen a billion of them. I think especially um, as we're winding down the Jutu thing, we're going to get a lot of, like, and then there's swords, moving on. Yeah, yeah, I think it just gets worse from here, and then there's swords, and that's the end of the episode. But we come back around after the Zord fight, after Primator is defeated, to now we have to find Alpha. The Rangers find Alpha with Dylan, the ch- the kid, and he, it's counting down his self-destruct sequence. And Dylan is just pleading, please save this robot. And they're like, Billy, quick, stop it. And he's, he's just like button mashing on his chest. And, the, the kid, and it's done. And they, they save him and he wakes up and he's like, well, I don't even know. He just like says like, thanks. And then the mom shows up. It's like, Dylan, I was looking all over for you. So staying in the same place does work, kids. And, and Dylan's um, like, I'll never forget you, Alpha, which is another thing I really Yeah, like. and he's like waving, and I'll never forget you. And that's basically the episode, man. Yeah, um, Alpha gets a little yelled at. There's like two little tiny, funny, stupid things I want to bring about this yeah. episode. One sure. is Bulk and Skull are only very briefly in it, but they are like wandering around with detectors and like, ah, I just love Bulk Oh, yeah, they have like antennas and stuff. It's great. And when Kimberly and Trini are attacked in the park, they try to call the others and no one can hear them because all four guys are in Billy's lab with ear protection on doing God knows what. And I'm like, what What experiment is Billy trying to do that he wants Jason and Tommy's help? You know, 
That's fair. Maybe, I don't know, like, and I think even Jason is, like, reading a book, like, with the ear protection on. I think that's what's happening. Or he's, like, looking at, like, a monitor or something. And it made me remember that things didn't always have the vibrate function. No, Like, you know what I mean? It's like, why don't these communicators vibrate? Because we didn't know that that was a thing that was going to happen in the 90s. You know I don't love it when they do stuff where it's like, oh, what if Alpha needs to reach us and he can't? Like, you're a Power Ranger. Like, get your head on straight. But this one in particular, I was like, when they found him and Jason's like, we were in Billy's lab. I, like, wanted Trini or Kimberly to be like, you've been body replaced too. Like, it's it's so nonsensical. It's so silly. But this episode was like, oh, what a breath of fresh air. Like, truly fun, good premise, good monster, good fight, some silly bits. Mm. Although... I wouldn't have been mad if, like, Alpha had blown up. I gotta be honest. I love Alpha. You shut your mouth. (laughs) I was just like, I don't know. Maybe that would have been more interesting if they had to, like, rebuild Alpha again. I wish he had done some slightly more interesting stuff. I think later there's some other Alpha focuses and, like, I don't know. I I like Alpha and I like when they do stuff with Alpha. He was just really annoying me these episodes. Yeah. When Alpha is just, like, in the command center saying bad puns, that's when I don't like Alpha. So, like, it's nice to see him get out. At one point, Zach does say bogus baboon in this episode. And I think we, as a people, should bring bogus back more. It reminded me of that word. I think that should be more of a thing. I also wrote down bogus baboon because I was like, ooh, this just sounds good. We need to remember this. This episode's probably going to be called Bogus Baboon now. Okay, sounds good to me. Yeah, just in case you guys are wondering. You're already listening to it, so you already know. But this is how podcasts are made. That's how we do it. Good episode after three not good episodes. But you know what? We're back. We're in the swing of things. I think as we get back into Monster of the Week, we're going to have a lot of fun here. Or it'll be too much Tommy and we'll want to scream. We'll find out. Mighty Morphin Season (laughs) 2. But next week, we're going to talk about... Die Ranger again and hopefully get that into a swing where we start to understand those people. I remember like this was around the time that G Rangers started to click for us was after like five or six episodes. So I'm like, I'm hopeful. It's going to be episodes five through eight and you can watch that with us through Shout Factory. They have DVDs. They have a few different channels on places including Amazon Prime. Um, you can find it. Watch along with us. Yeah. That's episodes five through eight. Right. And actually, I'm, li- I'm actually really excited to get back into the Die Ranger of things. Um, maybe just because this episode was just so... It's like, I, what is this? Do not watch the Mutiny Part 2. It's no. not bad fun. I like bad fun Power Rangers episodes. It's just boring. It's just nonsensical, weird, oh no, we can't do that, even though you totally could. Um, Delist it from Netflix. Remove it from the world. Absolutely. It should just be blacked out. So hopefully next week, I know next week is going to have like at least a better plot. At least the fights are going to be good. Yeah. Because that's what yeah, Power anyway. Rangers all about and maybe we'll figure out more about those silly bondage villains <laughs> let us know what you are thinking about mighty Morphin from power rangers about our season two we're still like kind of settling into this no synopsis format i think i like where we're going do you like where we're going let us know teach me sentai at gmail.com rate and review the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening to and you can always reach us on social media on instagram and tumblr we are no longer on twitter slash x i will have made that announcement official because i don't like that platform anymore so we're not using it so uh don't go looking for us there you won't find us we're not checking it but uh, you can find us on instagram and tumblr and of course always at the email yeah the email will always be at the email that's for sure Teach me sentai at gmail.com. Tell your friends, season two is a great time to jump on. Yeah, we're having a good time. Now, I think this brings us to the most important question of the episode. John. Lay it on me. If you were given a morpher today, what color Power Ranger would you be? 
I'm a Red Ranger, baby. I am ready to lead the charge. I, I actually yeah. really feel powerful and capable and like I only have kind of a personality. So um, I'm really excited about it. Some Red Rangers have personalities. I don't want to disparage all Red Rangers, but you, <laughs> you know what do, I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. What about you? I am a Green Ranger. I am wearing like a green athleisure sweatsuit situation. You're Tommy really Oliver. Today. I am. I am. Wow. In his honor. I really am in his honor. Great. We will see you next episode of Die Ranger 538. And until then, uh, may the power protect you. Bye. Teach Me Sentai is produced and hosted by Natalie Bridgman and John McDonough. Our incredible music is by Christopher Bridgman and our wonderful podcast art is by Yvonne14. You can find their work on Twitter at E-A-V-O-N 14 or on Instagram at Yvonne.14.art. You can support the show by going to patreon.com slash teachmesentai and new episodes come out every other Thursday wherever you get your podcasts.